Are we starting? I yeah. thought we were testing. I thought this were testing. <laughs> oh, good, good afternoon. Good morning, everyone. I'm, I may or may not have been on my phone on Twitter yep. because we always do a test run in the beginning, but I guess we just didn't do a test run this time. Yeah, we, we're just skipping that. We always do test run. That's crazy. <laughs> That's why I just babbled in the beginning. Okay. <laughs> but it is, what day is it? It Hello. is the 22nd. Oh, I'm Jason Pasegan. And Steve Flores, your yes. host for The Generational Divide. Yes, And is. this is, what is this, episode 21? 21, yeah. So basically, it's Christmas. So this is Christmas themed. Everything is Christmas themed. Yeah. Since you're doing work, there's a Christmas tree right here. <laughs> and there's a, a, a mistletoe right there. And then there's lights flying everywhere. Yeah, and now there's money falling from the sky. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> I, I don't have the budget for any of those effects. You have the time <laughs> to do all that. I, have, I do not have the like time. Like right here, Christmas tree. Boom, Santa. <laughs> Boom, picture me. Boom, picture you. You have to do all mm-hmm. that. Yes. I'm going to put other things. That's scary. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, this is very special. It's not very special. It's just the Christmas episode because it's December 22nd. Mm-hmm. So here, what we're going to talk about today, because I don't really got to do like, like top of the show because my life's kind of boring right now. Okay. Like boring as in like- Tell I'm, us why. I'm content with my life right now. Nothing's going on. <laughs> content means boring. <laughs> well, because like you think about happiness, right? It's like your whole thing. Like I'd say I'm pretty happy. I'm chilling right now. I'm content with life. Like, it's going pretty well. Why? Why? I don't know. Everything's just up for me. I'm not sad anymore. Like I said last time, I don't know why I'm not sad anymore. If I had the special potion, I would have told other people. But I just woke up one day and I was fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's the thing. I think, I think what happened was, like, he uh, burned himself out during the year, the school year. And then now that he doesn't have all that responsibility, he's like, oh, all of a sudden I feel great. No, but I have more responsibility now, but I'm chilling. What responsibility? Uh, I have like jobs. I have school. I have more stress in school, if anything, because I pay to go to school now. And um, yeah. Relationships. (laughs) Oh, relationships. Like friendships. Tell us more, Jason. no romantic relationships Getting tickled, right? (laughs) No, there's no romantic relationships going on. But just like friendships and stuff. And living with 20 people is also a a thing. I don't have that much privacy anymore. So it's like, if anything, I should be more stressed and more anxious. But like, I came home from Thanksgiving break and I was like, man, I'm not depressed anymore. That's crazy. All right. So that's a plus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you, uh, so you still don't know what that's about or why you have that? No, I don't. It's like (laughs) a phenomenon. Like I make dark senses of jokes and humor. Like, oh, I'm going to like, it's like, because we go to this viewer, like I'm just going to drive off the viewer, like stuff like that, like dark jokes, dark humor. Like I'm just going to go to those. Yeah. Dark humor. basically. Yeah. So subconsciously I stopped doing that. And I didn't realize that to like a friend who also has the same phenomenon as me, like, like who stayed here, like. So one day he was like, wasn't sad anymore. Like he was like, yeah, I started making like dark jokes about wanting to die and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, me too. And I didn't even realize that. Yeah. So it's like subconscious, even well, at a subconscious level, I'm chilling. Your state of mind is going to affect your behaviors. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not like a big surprise to anyone, right? So like. But that's how like it reinforces, like even subconsciously, I'm like chilling. Uh, so it's like when my friend's speeding, like, like speeding down the highway, like at night, I'm like, stop, stop. I don't want to die anymore. Now nah, I say that now. This is the joke because it's like, yeah. Because he like, if I don't tell him, some of you speak, like, tell me. I'm like, all right, you're just doing me a favor. Like, as a joke, right? Uh-huh. You're just doing me a favor. And then we start laughing. But when he speaks, I'm like, stop, stop. I don't want to die anymore. Because, <laughs> like, I'm, I don't. Because all of a sudden you appreciate life. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't the goal be that you appreciate life always? I did, but it was just a joke. Like, it was just a dark joke. But, like, I'm so good that I don't even want to make those jokes because I'm like, that content with myself right now okay and you have no idea why nope i literally don't i literally came back to think from things came to thanksgiving break went back to school i'm like dang no sounds like like manic depressant 
well, episodes. Like you go on highs and then you go on lows. And but you the go thing on highs is, like, and you go on lows. if that were the case, I would I should be at a low already. But it's like I'm hit a low. That's not accurate. I'm a hit a low. Yeah, I know, but you were on a on a low for a long time. I guess. And well, then you're like I think now that on a high. the lows are pretty justified. Like I don't understand why you think. Oh, it's but the just thing end. is, it's like the lows like always been there in the background. Like even like in my highs, like there's a background low. But like now there's no background low. I'm just like chilling. Like there's not even a background low. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. again, remember I told you off camera yesterday about the your finger the. the Remember when I told you? <laughs> yes. Even after that, like once the guy saw, like I was chilling. After that, the guy was chilling, like chilling. Like even like my little my COVID scare. Like usually I'd stress over that. Like last year, but I was like, nah, I'm chilling, I'm chilling. I'm just quarantine myself. I was relaxing. I was fine. All right. I think you might be manic depressant. How? How? <laughs> How? There's no background. There's like- obviously something. Probably all the energy drinks and caffeine he drinks that that is causing him to go. Uh, but I haven't been down though. I haven't been down. But it's not like you're going to be up and down in the course of a day or a week. It's been like three months. It's It's going to be months. Yeah. Like it's months. It's like, look at the bender that Kanye is on right now. Right? Okay, but the thing is... That's like like, lasting a long time. It's like, I have not felt this way in a while. Or like ever. Like this is like the greatest I've ever been. Yeah, you sound like like a manic depressant, dude. No, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, like that's exactly... Like those are the kinds of remarks. See, because the, the manic depressant, what it is, is basically... You go on these emotional highs and lows, mm-hmm. right? And they last for quite a while. Well, right? I was and then when you're in a high, then. it feels like, oh, like uh, I'm good. This I will never reach a low or whatever. And then when you're low, it like it's the opposite. It's like, oh, this low has lasted forever. I'm never gonna reach a high again. That's but like the the range of difference between the two is really really high. The that is is what manic depressant it basically is. Now, normally people aren't riding like this roller coaster. Now, this roller coaster like everybody kind of goes through a period of where this roller they're on the roller coaster, on this highs and lows, highs and lows. Yeah. And for most people, that's like your teenage years, especially when you're going through puberty. Yeah. Right? You're because you're getting all these like rush of hormones that you start to feel like these really super highs that you never felt before and these really low lows that you've never felt before. And so you, you're with time, your body like kind of stabilizes and then you go into like this middle range. Yeah. Right. And that's going to be where most people range. It's not that there isn't any highs or lows. There are highs, there are lows, but they're not like boom, flying up, boom, crashing down, boom, flying up, boom, crashing down. And that's what it feels like when you talk about your highs and your lows. Well, I'm also hyperbolizing a lot because <laughs> I'm very hyperbolic. But it's like even things I used to would push me down like normally, like like get in my mind. It's like just let go of them. Like I feel like a lot more zen and attuned to my to myself. Okay, but why? I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, but that's what makes me think that that it's not going to last. Or there that, is obviously something. Or that there's like... Uh, because, I mean, the... Uh, all, like it's not real. It's not tangible. I right? just learned to, like I don't know. I mean, when I when I was here, like, like I learned to like separate feelings from people, and I also like, what's the word? What, what am I trying to look for here? I did that, and then I also just like let go of a lot of things emotionally, mentally, and I came back reinvigorated. Okay. So, so do you think do it's it's that that possibly, but like it? I don't know how that little concept has changed everything for me. Well, you'd be surprised, right? How like having shifts in your perception, like having a really dramatic effect in your life. That, you know, like because like to tell you the truth, that's kind of like how I, I I feel like I was like that, where I would go on like these crazy highs and crazy lows. Yeah. Right. Even in, even in college, I'd go on crazy highs and crazy lows, and then when one of the things that I noticed is that like. The way I would talk to myself or the way that I would view myself would have an effect on how I saw the world. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of like explain that's similar to what you were just talking about. Now, it appears in different ways for different people, right? And in ways that that maybe you don't think about. Like for me, when I'm on like on these lows or when I'm in um or at least this is what I remember from when I was in college. 
um, and even most of my high school experience, to tell you the truth, is that when I had a low conception of myself, right, and when I felt like I didn't have like a whole lot of self-worth or when I felt like um, I, you know, I was struggling. Yeah. Right? Especially I always felt like I struggle with like, having a lack of direction, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a result of, you know, my parents divorcing and my dad yeah. disappearing and all that stuff. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I feel like I have no direction. And, and so I feel, and not only do I have no direction, I think I'm not a valuable person. Mm. Right. And then the way it manifested itself in me is in the people that I was attracted to. Yeah. Right. So, uh, especially with, you know, girls, Women's yes. sex, right? Like I was really into like goth girls or girls that were like, you know, that that I would if I were to look at them today, I'd be like, oh, there's obviously something wrong with this person. Right? Yeah, I liked a lot of tattoos and piercings and and you know, dark uh, like senses of humor and all that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was exciting to me, but I didn't understand that. The reason why all of that was exciting to me was because I was in this really weird state of mind mm-hmm. where I felt lost and I was just looking for things that were exciting. Yeah. Right. And so, and I was confusing like that, that, that excitement with attraction. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think I was probably there at, at some point in all this, probably like most definitely. And like now that like... I guess little per- things changes perception does change everything because like I'm telling you like my friends like been telling me like bro, like what happened to you I'm just like I don't know like just I, like I'd be talking to some of my friends like about the concept of like separating feelings from people and they're like every time I every like group of people I tell that to they're like dang or like whoa or like woo like they've never heard that concept before I'm like yeah that's what that's what's shocking to me is is sometimes uh, it, you know. It's shocking to me, but it shouldn't be because one of the things that I've realized is that there is no, um, like for young people, like in order for them to find a forum where they can get any kind of wisdom, they have to go out looking for it. Definitely. But right? Yeah, but the thing is they, they don't, they forget to look in them, inward. Mm-hmm. Well, the inward thing is is very important, you know, and I think... That some people are less capable of doing that than others. Yeah. You know, like, I was reading something. I, was show, I showed my wife this thing. It was like this meme or whatever. But it was uh, it was basically, like, trying to figure out how many people have an internal monologue. Do you know what oh. an internal monologue is? Yeah. Right? So it's like, it's like a voice that you hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's you. Right, it's oh. your voice. I'm gonna look something on my phone that's related to this topic, so don't okay. yell at me. So an internal monologue is just basically this voice that talks to you in your head, uh-huh. but it's you. Yes, right. That's your internal monologue. It's uh-huh. like, oh, it'll tell you things like, oh, I feel happy or I feel sad or this is exciting or this is not or I'm scared or and scared. it goes through. Yeah, it goes through all these like things. And there's certain people that just don't even have an internal monologue. You know, and that to me freaks me out because I'm like, oh, what if the thing that's always with me like just was not there? What if it's it just disappeared one day? That's scary. Yeah, that's that freaks me out. And then to know that there's people out there that just don't even have that. <laughs> that it must just, be like, sad, honestly. You know, and I don't know if they don't have that because they don't um, pay attention to it and mm-hmm. they just got used to ignoring it, or if there's something in their brain that just prevents them from having like critical thoughts that or not critical thoughts, but critical thoughts about themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So they don't like think about themselves. Right. Do you find what you were looking for? Yeah. So like, this is kind of off topic a little bit, but it has to do with the brain, oh, yeah. like monologues. So I, I think I've described on this show before to you, that like, I have a very, like my imagination's like out there. Like, like I daydream, I guess I daydream a lot, but I could daydream whole movie scenarios with just like, it's me or like someone else, like just whole things. Mm. I could do that for like hours. And like, especially when I'm listening to music at a gym, I could like imagine a whole scene while working out or anything like that. Anytime. I usually did that in class as well when I was bored and silent, just daydreaming, thinking about stuff. So I've, I've never known how to like explain it. 
like how I like I think and like imagine until I looked. Um, I saw this thing on TikTok and I googled it after. And it's called maladaptive daydreaming. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. And I realized I I that that's yeah. me. Right. I'm so what makes it maladaptive? I don't know what the word maladaptive means. Maladaptive basically means it's something that you've incorporated into yourself that isn't benefiting you. So it just doesn't benefit me? Right. Well, it, it might Google benefit it. you, but it's like it benefits you in a negative way. Right? Mm-hmm. So what, like, what's the definition that you found? So maladaptive daydreaming. Maladaptive daydreaming is behavior where a person spends an excessive amount of time daydreaming, daydreaming, often becoming immersed in their imagination. Okay. And I usually am that when I'm bored or like in a class or like just doing anything. It's maladaptive daydream. Yeah. Well, I don't know if, if that's what maladaptive daydreaming that's is. That's what Google told me. Well, that, you got to stop looking up just whatever Google says. Signs and symptoms of maladaptive daydreaming. Being absorbed in a fantasy for multiple hours or a day. There you go. That's different. Daydreaming without able to stop. Yes. Substituting human interaction with fantasy. I don't do that. Detailed fantasies that include characters and plot. I do do that. Trouble sleeping. (laughs) That's self-explanatory. Desire to return to fantasy when interrupted. Yep. I'm all all those things except substituting human interaction with fantasy. Right. I I just find empty pockets in my day and then I just do it. Especially of all this new music. Yeah. So like uh, gym, that doesn't sound like it's maladaptive. Because maladaptive is, is you constantly want to stay in that zone. Like that's what makes it maladaptive is that you don't ever want to leave your brain. Mm. Okay? Like you just want to stay in there, play with fantasies, think about. And then you'll to the point where you'll deny human interaction just to go back into your own fantasies. Does mm. that make sense? Right, yeah, and that's like in that. your like the fantasy exists Maybe I'm just outside adaptive of in your daydreaming. daydreaming. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's, it's just called boredom, and that's Maybe. not, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Like people have this, like, I don't know if it's like a conception that being bored is bad. Like, actually, there's a lot of research out there that says that being bored actually helps out with your ability to be creative. Yeah, so your, your ability to come up with new ideas, your ability to think outside the box, your ability to, um, you know, adapt to new situations. A lot of that is a part of being bored because when you're bored, you're forcing yourself to come up with like, well, first off, one of the things that happens when you're bored is you start to focus on problems, right? Yeah. And then Ow. because you focus on a problem and you're not really thinking about other things, you start to come up with solutions to, to the that problem, problem yes. right? And then that practicing of coming up with solutions and then running through what that could be in your brain uh, is a way of generating creativity or like a way of practicing creativity. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like the juices. weightlifting of creativity is in boredom. See, that's why I sleep late. So I get bored at night and I just think. Okay. So, yeah. So adaptive daydreaming, such an increase may be adaptive because it reflects a process whereby feelings of social connection contribute to more positive social interactions and the building of personal resources. Mm. So that means that the only difference then is that it's serving you. Yes, I guess it serves me in some way. Right, yeah. So yeah, I mean, tying this all back together, I'm basically a mental weapon. I'm a mental force to be reckoned with right now. <laughs> like, because I'm going to be honest, like, de- December, I should be depressed. Like I said last time, I should be depressed right now, but I'm not. I'm, like, content. But I don't want to say happy because, like, we talked about this, but, like, maybe I am. But it's, like, saying content. So it's, like, where I am right now, it's, like, pretty chill, pretty happy. Like, I'm doing the things that make me happy, doing the things that are, like, chilling. Like, I'm confident about next semester, too. Like, I'm going to find a good balance in my work and life and school, so... Do you think you found a good balance? Right now, yeah. I think I found a good balance. We'll we'll find out. But I've kind of like... Because my new like thing that I've been wanting to do is scheduling my days out because that helps me a lot, I feel like. Right, yeah. Scheduling my days out. So I think the night before, I'm just going to schedule my day out. So like the classes I got and then where... And then if I have a job, put my hours down and then just put in some gym time in there and homework and then relax. I just want to schedule my day out and then, yeah. Mm. So I'm gonna start doing that too, and like I, I did a test run for that, like, where like what my schedule might be for a thing. And it's like, all right, like, 
it looks packed, but like I'm not gonna get overwhelmed because like in all that time, it's like I'm, st- I'm getting everything I want done. I'm gonna start eating right, like at the dorm that you right, like so it's like should be should be good. Like yeah, it's a little daunting and scary, like but I'm not letting like that stress. I'm not again. I'm like not getting stressed about it. Like if anything, I'm looking forward to it. I'm like all right, like this is gonna be like next ten weeks of my life. Let's see what I could get done in ten weeks. Right. So and, uh, and then and then like for for that it's like. Cause I, cause I didn't really go home again. So this first quarter, like I just want to get the hang of things. That's why I didn't get a job. I didn't go home as much. And I had this big break, this four week break. So what was like, how did it feel like for you, like being in, in college as opposed to being in high school? Dude, college is easier. Yeah. That's, that's the, yeah, that seems to be what everyone says. So one thing they don't tell you in high school is that professors curve grades. Hard. They curve it hard. So it's like. Oh, it's so beautiful. Like, you you fail like you bomb a test and they curve it. You're like, holy crap. High school did not tell me that. I was so scared. But then mm-hmm. they started curving crap. I'm like, oh, and yeah. then my other professor started curving crap. I'm like, wait a second. This is normal. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa. So, yeah, that felt pretty good. I just like the sense of independence where I could just choose my own day and adventure. Mm-hmm. Like Do you if, wish you had gotten more uh, chances to no. practice? I see what you're doing. You're like swerving to your like your um, other podcast. <laughs> like, you're gonna add these to the clips. I give you my consent. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Because yeah, that's like an honest question. Like so now because this is one of the things that 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 tends to happen with people that go into college is in high school everything is so super structured. Yeah. Right. You have to do this at this time. You have to do this at this time. Everything. Yeah. Not only from where you have to be to when your assignments are, all that is super structured. Uh-huh. Right. Um, where and then you go from that to college, where nothing is structured. Right. And nothing is structured, or it's not that nothing is structured. It's that you have to choose the structure and you have to create that structure around yourself. But it has to come from within you. Yeah. And because you've never had, because a lot of people. I'm not talking about you specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. but because a lot of people have not had um, practice with structuring their lives, they show up and then they wind up dropping out. So here's the funny thing with me. There's like huge dropout rates in college, by the way. So structure. So so your whole point is that we choose our own structure, therefore that's our downfall because we never chosen our own structure before. Is that your like claim here? The claim is... Uh, we should give opportunities in high school for students to structure their days because they don't have the then they don't learn the ability. At least, yeah, at least to like a certain extent. So right? I feel like my my experience here was not the my college experience. I tell like like my underclassmen I talk to and other people I think is abnormal because I'm having a really good time where I see other people just having a mediocre like a chill time. So the, this things about scheduling. But that might just be your personality. That, but yeah. here's the thing with scheduling too. In high school, like I feel like I had a pretty set schedule. And like, yeah, it wasn't my choice, but I got used to it. And I'm very like a chaotic, spontaneous person. So I will have last minute plans and adapt my entire day to fit those plans in. I'm very adaptive when it comes to that. So when I got the, able to choose my own thing, I, it's like, oh, wow, like I actually could choose my own day. It's And if anything, I just can adapt to it. So like I'm already very adaptable to like last minute changes or last minute anything. So it was pretty easy to me to like incorporate it. But it did give me a sense of ease to like actually choose my own time. And But it's like at the same time, you don't really have all your choice because there's some classes you won't get in college mm-hmm. that ruins your schedule, ruins quote unquote. But then it's like, for me, that's easy because like oh, I'll just adapt to it, blah, blah, blah. So I think for me, it's like, the the structure definitely did help in a sense to like clear my mentality because it's cho- it made me choose like how I want my days to go. Mm-hmm. Like so if I want to do things in the morning only, then have a big clear schedule in the afternoon, I'm able to do that. And yeah, so it's like if I want to do like a job this quarter, like I have the thing to only work night shifts or like in the middle of the day shifts. Like I have a whole for me, it's like Monday, so Tuesday and Thursday are my busiest days. I have like three mm-hmm. classes. And then Monday, Wednesday are like still busy. So Tuesday, when, okay, let me explain. So Tuesday and Thursday are, have the quantity of classes are a lot, but the like, the how much like detail that goes into it and like brain power is less than Monday and Wednesday where I have less classes, but it requ- those classes require more brain power. Okay. 
So, and then Friday, I have no, no, no class. Mm. So that's the way I scheduled it. And it's like, I schedule in gym time, relaxing time, then possible job and work. And it's like, all right, I got it. And if things change, I'm like, I know I can handle it. But I think all in all, it's like, for me, it's like I didn't, high school didn't really matter because I was already like always busy and stuff and adaptive. But I think for other people, it would help. And I would say that the college experience and like the the scheduling, the scheduling of my own schedule, having control of that probably did contribute to my men, my mental being good right now. So your mental state being good. Yeah. Like, do you think you were just struggling in the beginning part of like accepting that? Oh, I chose this. I think to do this. I no. I think it was just like just the transition, and then some tragedies that were happening during that time. Yeah. So it's like, just a lot just went in. Like it was just a really mixed bag in the beginning of the school. But it's like I do not. I do not regret anything. That's my motto: never regret anything. No regrets. Just learn. Just learn. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm doing well. I mean, the only like thing that like bad thing that came back. Was my my caffeine addiction? Yeah, that's that's it. Gonna it bite went you, away but. for a while, and then I went to college, and then my friends were like, "Oh, caffeine!" I'm like, "I'll take one," and then it started again. Mm-hmm. When I quarantined for these three days, negative. I I, I quarantined these three days. I thought I was getting sick. I was like, "Oh, I'm getting a headache. Like, I'm feeling drowsy." I'm like, "Oh no!" But I was like, "Wait, I haven't had caffeine in three days. I'm cutting yeah. cold turkey. Cutting cold turkey because I only drink caffeine." Like the only like reasonable time I drink caffeine, like only ninety about ninety milligrams is like cup of coffee, mm-hmm. is before the gym to get that little energy in. Mm-hmm. Before or after gym to get a little energy in. It's only ninety. And I was like, dang, like. Do you know what the half life of of, chem- of yeah, caffeine talked is? About that. Yeah, that's a lot half life. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I get it's twelve hours. Yeah, and I usually which is crazy. Yeah, so it's like I get that in and like so I was probably at the end of running out of all the, and the, like Tuesday or Monday, I was depleting all the caffeine in my body. You can't, that yeah, stored, that's not the way it works. That's stored. But, <laughs> but yeah. The caffeine is still in your body. Like like when caffeine stops uh, like working, mm-hmm. what it is is the caffeine basically attaches itself to like a neuroreceptor. So, and so, then that neuroreceptor like cues your brain to be alert. So right? caffeine never goes away. So what happens is, um, if you, if you take a lot of caffeine, your brain can't handle it. So what it starts to do is it starts to kill off those neuroreceptors. Oh, really? So you start to have fewer and fewer of them, right? And then because you've had fewer and fewer of them, it feels like you have to take in more and more caffeine to reach the same effect, right? I haven't found that. But and then true. you, well. For me. It's, it's biology, so you're still young too. That's true. That's true. Right? So there's like, there's that, that goes into it. So, and then once you cut off the, the, the source, the source, you still have a deficit of neuroreceptors, right? Like you, you don't have as many as you had before because your brain got rid of them because you're taking in too much caffeine. Do they come back? I don't know. I think they can a little bit, Right. But it takes a long time. Mm. This is why addicts have a hard time. Like you have to put them somewhere where they have no access for months at a time. So they could like regrow. So that they can like, yeah, so that their brains can reset. So you could probably grow it back, but it's probably going to take a long time and you're probably never going to get back to what your 100% was. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Good thing I'm not addicted. (laughs) for now <laughs> okay my but, goal is to no more drink 300 milligrams that's yeah that's my goal. that's a lot that's a lot yeah i agree with that that's my, a lot i'm limiting for our new year's resolution we'll do new year's resolutions like next next couple episodes one of my new year's resolution i'm limiting myself to 90 90 grams of caffeine a day that's my my limit and that's the healthy amount because just a cup 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 of cuppy coffee <laughs> Cup, 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 yes, cup, yes, cup, yes. <laughs> So it's like, that's enough. 90, I'm chilling. I could, yeah, I'll, I'll allow myself to go a little above because, like, you know, it's never accurate, but like, I'm just cutting it off there. Okay. Yeah. It's got a New Year's resolution. But yeah, mentally doing well. Shout out to college. Shout out to people. Shout out to everything. I'm doing good. All right. That's good. I think it's a good place to end off. We'll just do another one. <laughs> what are we at? Or what are we at? We're at 30 minutes, man. Oh, real. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> That's the caffeine affecting him. <laughs>
That's crazy. Sorry, it's been an hour, right? <laughs> no, I, I, know, I know this hasn't been an hour, but I didn't know if you wanted to do like 40, 30 minute episode. Well, this is the Christmas episode and we haven't even talked about <laughs> Christmas. That's why it's like, it might, we might as well just make that next episode. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally 30 minutes now. Okay, well, we'll keep going then. Okay. <laughs> because it's like, damn, we, I'm not going to talk about Christmas now. Like, you can't. Okay. <laughs> you want to talk about your time warp right now? My time warp? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. My, t- my You're sense talking of, so fast. <laughs> my sense of time is like so screwed because sometimes time just goes so slow and other times it just goes so fast. Because of the caffeine. Not because of the caffeine. Just, just in general, even when I'm uncaffeinated. It's, it's funny to see how addicts like will convince oh themselves gosh. that their problems are of anything but the substance okay because i know it's not the substance because i w- was off caffeine for like six months and i my time warp was still existing yeah but you know like when you listen to addicts talk about Sorry. their addictions right and they get sober yes and then they jump back in they don't jump back in at a lower level they jump back in at the level they were when they broke the addiction. I am not at the level I was when I was. And that's the how a lot of like overdoses happen. Well, guess right? what? I am not going I used to drink two of these a day when it deep in the trenches. Deep in my trenches drank two of these a day. Mm-hmm. That is not good. That's over. That's a lot. Remember we had a whole episode of the caffeine addiction episode. Remember that arc? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're bringing it back. No. I'm not. I want to drink this because I just have a long day ahead of me. Like this takes energy. I have a long day ahead of me, so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to take this. It's going to fuel me for the day, and I'll be fine. I had a good, healthy breakfast as well, so like both of those things power me through the day. Cool. How much How much sleep did you get? Four hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, no. So six, seven, eight, nine. No, four hours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so bad. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah. So, what do you wish for for Christmas? It's not Christmas episode. We're not doing Christmas episode. That's next week. Next week. Holy cow, man. What? Like, just seeing you going, is really funny. Thank you. Yeah. Pretty funny. So, yeah. I mean, if we talk about more about my mentality, like, we could do that. But I'm just, like, saying, like, I don't know what to say about, like, I'm, like, I was, like, hanging out with my friends last night. And they're, like, so what's going on with you? I'm, like, nothing. I'm pretty content with life. Like, but one thing I was thinking about that you said is like people think they want to strive happiness, but if you if there's no challenge in your life, then life's boring. Mm. You said that. Or like something about like challenges. I think you I think everyone needs a challenge. Yeah. So right now, like my life's pretty smooth right now. I don't really have any challenges. So what's the challenge that you're trying to I don't there's not really anything for me to overcome. Just if anything, I'm just taking this buffer period just to relax really. But like yeah, I would say I'd say my life's not boring because I there's stuff I still can do, but it's like right now since I'm like at break, there's nothing like I'm really like achieving to right now. If you ever you ever like so besides working out, what are your other hobbies? So working out, I prioritize over everything because it just benefits you. I like cooking. That's a hobby I've been doing. Like I made mm-hmm. that sandwiches today. Pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. That's yeah, really it's good. Legit. It was really good. I'm gonna start making that jardinera like a lot more because it's so good with just everything. Yeah, it's good, yeah. All right, so cooking and then video games, but after COVID, I stopped playing video games because I was like, I hate video games, I want to have a life. Mm-hmm. So, but now I want to incorporate that again because it generally does make me happy. Like I like playing it, but I just will prioritize gym over video games more. Gyms over video games. Because, right. like, I'd rather do get my, you know, exercise in than, like, video games. Okay. And then hang out with friends. It's, uh, like, a little pastime, like, doing. See, because, like, the, the question that I have is uh, I feel like people have hobbies that are just kind of, like, like disconnected from, from themselves mm-hmm. almost. Uh, like, what do you mean? Uh, like. You know, like video games is one of those things, right? Yeah. Where it's like you like, and don't get me wrong, I'm all for video games. Like, if you want to play video games, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I play video games, but it's like I play them like, like if there's if I've done everything else, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Same. Uh, it's not like one of those things where I start my day and I go into the game or whatever. Yeah. Because I, I've done that, and that's and that's leads to bad things, mm-hmm. but um. 
one of the things that I, you know, I wish more somebody had told me when I was younger is if you ha- if your hobbies are about elevating yourself, your mental state and your life will become richer. Yeah, I agree right? with that. That's why, again, prioritizing gym over video games. Yeah, and, and this is why I, I really enjoy uh, books, especially audio books, because what they do is they, you know, you'll, you'll read a book and you'll just read, and then by reading it and by thinking about what it means for yourself, it, it elevates you as a person and it gives you like almost like a, a foundation to stand on. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and because the really great books that are out there, like if they're fiction are the type of fiction that make you think about, all right, why do I believe X? Mm-hmm. Right. And why do I uh, behave why? in Y? And why is it that those two things don't line up, mm-hmm. right? And then the more you bring yourself into alignment, the like the richer your life starts to become. Yeah. And and this is why I wish uh, somebody had told me like, look, r- sitting down and reading a book, you're not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> like, you're just not. Like, you just don't have the time. I mean. Every Some once in a while, I'll, I'll have like 10 or 15 minutes and Actually, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll open up a book. One of my sweetmates, she reads 60 books in a month. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know how she does it. Yeah, there's some people that can do that. I, I cannot do I that. I can't do yeah. that. Like I have to, my, my full attention has to be there yeah. to like absorb it. Yeah. So I, you know, I, this is why I wish somebody had told me like, oh, just read audiobooks. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have an Audible account and all it is is just an account where you can find a bunch of books and, and a lot of them are popular. And some of them are like classics. And you just pay like 15 bucks and then you get like a free book. I think it's like a free book a month or mm-hmm. something, right? And and just listening to those and listening to like not just fiction, but nonfiction. Like right now I'm reading a book called uh, A Billion Wicked Thoughts. Yeah. Which is about, uh, it's not about thoughts, you know, it's about Thinking thoughts. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, this guy. Uh-huh. And it it's about like like human like sexuality. Oh, really? But the way the it's nonfiction. So it's uh these researchers that took social media data and then used it to come up with ideas about uh how people um like what like people find attractive and yeah. and unattractive and you know and those types of things. Yeah. It's really it's really interesting because it you know like some of the stories in there are, I just find like infinitely interesting. So apparently in the seventies there was a study that was done on anonymity. Do you know what anonymity is? Being anonymous. Yeah, being anonymous. Like people don't know you. Yeah. And so what happened was they took a bunch of college students and they stuck them in a pitch black room. Real. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And then they told them, "Hey, we're gonna put you guys in one at a time." You're never going to see the people that that go in there. Yeah. They're never going to see you. It's important that you don't share out any of your own personal information, right? Uh-huh. And we're just going to observe and see what happens, right? So <laughs> they stick these people in there. And yeah, some of them will kind of explore around and they might try to talk to another person in there, but that usually gets cut out pretty quickly, Right. And then what they found was uh, something like 90% of the people in there touched somebody on purpose. <laughs> okay? Yeah. All right? And then uh, I think 50% of the people, so half, half of all these, hugged another person. Oh, real? Uh-huh. Okay? And 30% of these made out with somebody <laughs> in, the, in the pitch bag room, right? And they and they were like observing this and they observed one guy make out with like four different girls. <laughs> and, and then like people really got addicted to this anonymity and to the point where one of the, the people that, that went into the room uh, that came out was like, hey, I, I'll, I'll pay you like a hundred bucks to go back in there. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how much people like enjoyed anonymity. Yeah, it, you could tell on the internet, like on Twitter, people love being deplorable. It's yeah, fun. yeah, it's fun, right? Like all the debauchery and stuff that you like. Well, if nobody that's, knows. That's why a hobby not? for some people. Yeah, 
And then so like just understanding that and then understanding that in, that's the, the point that I was going to bring is, look, reading something like that helps me understand what the internet is. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it helps me understand like the nature of people. And then that helps me also be compassionate when I can put myself in the shoes of a subject, mm-hmm. right? Like if I were in college and somebody told me, all right, you're going to this room, nobody knows who you are, you're not going to, you know, like you do whatever you want. Yeah. Right? What would I do? Right? I'd probably act a lot like these these college kids in this study. And, and that allows me to have compassion for other people, right? When yeah. somebody's being really crappy on the internet, that le- makes me go like, oh, that could have been me. Right, I guess. Yeah, but it's like I have. I don't do that. I'm not. Yeah, but then here's the other thing: is is the bigger question, which is why don't I behave like that? Because why don't I just get an anonymous Twitter account and then just start being crappy to people, right? And then when I start to think about why I don't do those things and what my principles are, that is what I mean by like my life becoming richer. Right. Yeah. Because then what I what I can say is like, all right, I've set up these ground rules for my life, these principles that I'm going to live by and I'm going to stick to them. Right. And I'm going to be as much of an honest person as I possibly can be. And that means that I'm not going to go on Twitter and start mouthing off to somebody that I've never met in my life before or try to ruin somebody's day because that doesn't align with me and my principle and how I view myself. Yeah. And then now, because I'm a principled person, I can go through life as a confident person Mm -hmm. because not only do I have principles, I have the strength to live those out. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't read personally. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a rough transition. <laughs> that's why I did it. That's why I did it. I think, it. I that's, think I that's our preview. <laughs> that's, the, that's why I did it. That's why I did it. <laughs> oh, God. I don't read personally. <laughs> 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 oh god okay <laughs> i don't read personally but i i am able to like get all these things in different ways like for me like yeah i read sometimes like but i just don't read i just don't have the time for it as much anymore because i'd rather just do other things but it's like i still like enriching myself with like i think about these concepts because i listen to a lot of like podcasts or video essays type things about like like TV shows or media, like for example, I watched something about Breaking Bad, like a mm-hmm. retrospective of it, and it breaks down like these characters, and mm-hmm. they give these motives, like breaking down these motives, blah 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 blah. And especially with Breaking Bad, we'll use that as an example. We see like the main character Walter White, like middle aged man, turn into slowly devolve into this villain, mm-hmm. you'd say. So it's like it makes you think. Like I don't do it's not direct, but then it. Like, I don't search for it directly, but then I'm, like, open to... I like thinking about that stuff. Like, having... Like, it just it just resonates with me. And I think about myself, and then I have that little experience that you have. But, like, I don't directly look for it. It just comes to me. And instead of just, like, one ear out the other, I actually resonate with it, stick with it. And the, the concept or, like, the, of things just resonate with me. And I just think about it for a while. Right. So I get it from other media, or if it's from a song, like I hear a lyric, I think about the lyric, like how why it made me feel that way, and like why I like the song, so I resonate with that. And then even in, in storytelling, like in movies, games, shows, um, like story-based games, it's like we see ourselves in these characters sometimes, and I'm like, all right, yeah. why do I see myself in this character? Like, why do I resonate with that? Like, how can I do that? And a lot of people, like, I feel like on a surface level, like, love these characters, but can't say why. For me, I go out of my way just to like, because it's fun to think about. I like I like thinking about things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think about like, oh, well, how do I relate or why do I relate? And then I do basically what you do. It's like, oh, so I feel that way. And this like, let's say Kratos, right? I've been playing God of War. So Kratos <laughs> feels immersive anger. So he just kills everyone in his path, right? Okay. Basically. Basically. And I'm yeah. like, all right, I feel- But he does it with a reason. Yeah, he has reason. But there's a choice to kill someone and not kill someone. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, so what's stopping me from being Kratos? Or in a more real sense, what's stopping me from being like, because 
honestly, we because all you, have. Here's the thing. You can be Kratos now, but not in the way Kratos is being, right? Yeah. Like, like, you could be the ultimate destructive force on Twitter by giving yourself or, you. yeah, or, or, yeah, it's easier to do when you're anonymous, right? But yeah, you could do it to to the people around you. You could be so crappy and so mean to people that you could destroy them. Yeah, and it's like I was talking to a friend about this the other day. It's like because they, my friend, I generally think as well. Like people th- think I'm a I'm a good person. Like I'm glad people think that. Like I'm glad I could like know about that. I'm a, I could feel myself as a good person. And like I told my friend, like yeah, sometimes I just want to like do X and Y, which is kind of a crappy thing to do. But they're like, dang, you're just like. You're just like, oh, you're just like every other person, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, oh, you just remind me that like, because I probably said something about something. I'm being very vague, but it's like, yeah, you're just like, I just forget. You're like, you're just like everyone else. I'm like, but I'm like, wait, okay. It's like, I have these thoughts. Like I broke it down for them. I have these thoughts, like these, like, what's the word? Like intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. I have these intrusive thoughts. I'm like, everyone has. And I said, you, you probably get mad at people and you just want to like, like wreck their day and like destroy them. And it's like. It's not matter. It doesn't matter what comes to your head. It depends on the action, in my opinion. Because, yeah, we all can be, and we probably all think we could be destructive forces of nature. Hell, I, I know I can be a destructive force of nature. I really have that ability. Truthfully, I feel like that, and I know I can. But it's like, it's that pathway. It's like you choose to either be the destructive force or you go with your principles and what you believe in and go like the other path. And I'm like, you call me like I'm everyone else. I'm like, but I haven't done those things. I could, but I would never do them. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't come into my brain. And it's like, for me, it's like, if we go back to the, the uh, analysis on Kratos, it's like, I could do all this crap to that in some way, but I choose not to. So it's like, I feel like I'm leading, like, it's like I'm comparing your anonymous thing to like me seeing myself in different characters. It's like seeing what I could mm-hmm. do, could be, could but in reality, I do this, do this, and do this. I'm not saying that those thoughts come to my head because they, they do, but it's like I still swerve away from it and do the other thing, you know? Yeah. And you think the the higher level order of it is is coming up with an answer to the question, well, why? Yeah. Right? It's like, why, why not? Like, mm-hmm. why not just be crappy? Why not just be, hate on people? Why not just make somebody that you've that you've never met, that you probably will never meet? Um, miserable, or right? someone you know. Yeah, and in in that you know that puts you into like when you're talking about fiction, whether it be in a book or in a video game, about and because you can do that in one of two ways. The easy way is you could put yourself in the shoes of the protagonist, yeah, of the person that that is the hero of the story. The difficult thing to do, seeing the villain is seeing yourself in, like, not just the villain, but the everyday normal people that don't seem to have much of an influence in the story. Yeah. Right? I agree with that. Yeah. And that's harder to do, right? As be, Because what it, what it forces you to admit, uh, or what you have to do in order to put yourself in those shoes, right, is you have to be able to tell yourself, I'm a normal person yeah another way of saying that is i am not special yeah right and that is a really difficult thing to do mm-hmm. right yeah i, I, I mean I, <laughs> I feel like so that's the thing like i feel like like when i have deep conversations people who are to be my sweet mates or like other people i say yeah i'm like people always like hype me up as like this person but i'm like I I genuinely believe this. I do not think I'm all that special. I just think I'm a normal person, like everyday person, just just there for people. If anything, all the good I'm doing, or like all the good people think I'm doing, should be the default. That's mm-hmm. my thing. <laughs> like it should be because like people tell me I do all these good crap. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm glad I can make you feel that way. I'm glad I'm doing something right. But it's like I don't think I'm special. I just think that that my that's my idea of being a normal person. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to be careful with that why? because that's a that's a pumping up of your own ego. Right? That's why I set my that's why I set my ego yeah. aside because it's it's like that's that's the because I have that exact same problem of like oh you guys should just act like how I do and your life will be fine. No, right? that's not <laughs> like, what I mean though. It's like you know I, I like I'm not saying that that's the that's what I like honestly believe, 
But sometimes I hear that voice in my head go in that direction. And it's like what you said earlier of you don't have to follow that, right? You'll have like these intrusive thoughts, but if you can, but if you're grounded in something more real or more concrete, then it doesn't have to go in that way. I'm not saying like people have to be like me. I'm just saying like, just, just be a good human being. Yeah. Like, but that, you could punch see, someone the problem in the face. Is, the problem with telling somebody like be a good human being is that everyone. it's not that it's different for everyone. It's that people already feel like they're being good. Right, I beg to differ. Yeah. <laughs> I beg to differ. I, right? I mean, I, like, I don't know. I think uh, most people feel like they're 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 good and trying nah, to be good. They try to convince themselves that I've. This, this is for the. This I, have, is, I already have topics for the next is episode. The Hobbes Rousseau debate. I have. I have. I have. I don't just talk for next episode to watch that. I've. People will try to convince themselves and try to lie to themselves that they're a good person to any extent ever. Ever, but deep down they know they're like being crummy. But they'll mask it with either jokes or like, what's it called? Like protecting someone's feelings, even though they're just protecting their own feelings. They will do numbers to paint themselves in a good person. Mental gymnastics, I like to say, mm-hmm. to make themselves. But then in reality, like when you break that down, they're like, yes, I know, like what I'm doing is not right. But it's like they don't like to think about that. Mm-hmm. So they think they're a good person. Well, well, they try to convince themselves, but deep down they know they're not. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, that, that goes into like a whole other, like, that could be like a whole episode. Yeah. Right that's, there. that's why, like, oh, that's the next topic. So that's another thing. Yeah. So, okay. but yeah, that's, I mean, I think this is a good place. Yeah, so basically, what we learned today is that I'm a mental force in nature to <laughs> attempt to attack right now. I've, I've learned that Jason doesn't read books. <laughs> I read books, it's not common anymore. But yeah, I like, it's not. I like, but there's a lot of useful, like, beautiful things in yeah, books that, I agree. that, you know, I just got done reading uh, Don, um, the Divine Comedy by Dante Alighieri. Dude, if you want to hear some like crazy and intense and deep stuff, like that's a that's a good one. Amen. Right there. Yeah. All that's right. Like, well, hold on. So that's hold my on. recommendation. Oh, crap. <laughs> Frick. Uh, oh, actually, I have a song recommendation. Now I have a game recommendation, you know? Okay. You know what? Go out there. Play a video game. You might enjoy it. A video game I recommend. Hmm. It's a good video game I recommend. Hades. Hades. It's a dungeon-like RPG. It's a really fun game to play. Also a pretty good story. It's about the Greek gods, and you know that's a whole mess. It's all mess. Mm-hmm. But they, they treat it pretty well, and they give each character like their own thing. Pretty solid game. Okay. Cool. So play that. Yeah. They're making part two, so catch up. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to record like two more episodes right now. So look forward to that. I already know the next topics. I don't even know if we'll get to the Christmas episode because yeah, I, I have a bunch of topics <laughs> I want to talk about now. All right. All right. So you can find me on Instagram at Jason Maddox underscore. And you can find me at Steve.a.flores. And if uh, you want to email us, it's at thegenerationaldivide at skiff.com. And the Patreon is patreon.com forward slash thegenerationaldivide. And I think there you could donate like it was a little, I was like, I think it's either three or five dollars a month, which is like a coffee. Yeah, coffee. Yeah. But yeah. And again, I mean, we need to pay the talent. The yeah, talent. me. Me. <laughs> exactly. We got college debt to do. Yeah, that's right. All, All right. right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Adios. See ya.